Hello and welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Will Haycox and joining me is my co-host Gabe O'Sullivan. We're men who have suffered the loss of a child. Through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Morning, Gabe. Good morning, Will. Uh, Nice to see you again, buddy. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a little while. So we are recording on location here. Mm -hmm. I guess we're always on location because we don't have a we don't have like a set location. Other than my office. We don't have our studio, but yeah, maybe if one of you generous listeners out there wants to donate, you know, do you like tens of thousands of dollars, we can build a location. That's but, true, you but know, you know, impacts a little Im- unlikely, but you know. impact sports they've got a uh, a studio. That's true. In their office that he said mm-hmm. we could start using, so we might mm-hmm. take him up on that if nice. he can give me like the keys and his and his uh, code right to yeah. get into his office. Um, he's got like soundproofing equipment and stuff in there too. It's pretty awesome. So we'll, we'll do that in the next couple of weeks for sure. But yeah. for today, yeah, here in the backyard, we're here. yeah, we're actually on. For those of you listening to us on on Podbean or whatever podcast, we're trying out the YouTube thing this week. Gabe got us a, a camera and a cool setup over here. So a we'll wave. I know you're not supposed to look at the camera, but we'll say hey real quick to the uh, the YouTube guys and let them enjoy Gabe's beautiful backyard here. But yeah, Gabe, uh, I'll let you jump into it. We, I had a crazy week with work and, and everything else, and so Gabe did some notes this week for us, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing what he's bringing. Yeah, man, so coming off of last episode, you know, we were doing our fun pod, as we call it. We were just talking nonsense and talking about funny stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, that we, that we thought was funny, and um, I, I liked how we... I think you said at the very end of it, like, we'll be funny by proxy, just talking mm-hmm. about other people's funny stuff, and, mm-hmm. and that way, uh, the pressure's not on us, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, just, that was a good idea, but what what I thought about coming off of that was like, you know, we do need time to rest and recharge, you know, we, we did that episode because we felt like there needed to be a break in the heaviness of, of things that we were discussing, and so, um, coming off that, I, I started thinking the other day, I was like, you know, it's, it's appropriate to have times to rest. It's appropriate to have times to reset. You know, I think that's why even, man, if you look in the Bible, like God, he gave us a day, right, in the week, which would be the Lord's day mm-hmm. for us to, to rest and to, to not work, ideally, and to have a time that we can just reset for the week, chill, get ready for the next week coming, and focus on him mm. like that's what that, that day is mm. about and yeah. you know it's not legalistic but it is something that god blessed us with and mm. so you look back even in in uh what was it like the middle ages some king over in europe right he decided that he didn't think his people were being productive enough and so he mm. went from a seven day week to a nine day week and so he wouldn't give his people and his horses and his an, you know and his animals and his land he wouldn't give it a rest hmm. until after 9 days he would give them a break wow. then they go another 9 days what they found was that the people started like wearing out hmm. animals started dying cuz they were overworked hmm. and even the land wasn't producing cuz it was just getting worked too hard wow. and so um, again, look in the Bible, Old Testament. What was it? Every seven years, uh, mm-hmm. God would say, hey, let the land lay mm-hmm. fallow or mm-hmm. something. Not yeah, fallow, fallow, some words, right. that the word? Yeah, yeah. Where he was like, just don't mess with it. You know, so prepare for yourself enough, mm-hmm. uh, uh, enough of a store mm-hmm. so that way for that one year, you don't have to work your land mm-hmm. okay, as far as like tilling and mm-hmm. planting and that kind of thing. And so 
I think that it's important for us to make sure that we have those times of rest and recovery built into our daily and weekly schedule, mm-hmm. uh, definitely monthly schedule, yearly schedule, so that way we can recharge. And that's really important, I think, when we're going through a very stressful situation or when our life is in a stressful time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, that's what we're going to talk about today. We've got, got a couple of scriptures from... Um, from a, a cool blog that I found called Just Between Us. It was like a little devotion uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that I'll, I'll give them a little shout out, justbetweenus.com. Uh, and so, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Will, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to say before we you know jump into the meat of this, I guess just flesh out a little bit of why this is important. And, you know, you mentioned there, you know, even, even God took a day of rest after the Sabbath, after the created the, the earth and, and the animals and everything that's in it um, and I think you know it doesn't really I've had some cool conversations with my, with uh, a friend of mine that's not a believer this week and we you know we've kind of gone over whatever a lot of foundational Christian ideas and you know, I, I don't think we see from the Bible that like God rested on the seventh day because he was tired like God's an omnipotent being he had all power uh you know at at this time he didn't like snap his fingers create everything and then god's worn out god has to recharge you know i I think like you said you know you gave the example of of that king in the in the middle ages and i've never heard of that so you know you're you're beating me on the history today so (laughs) yeah the history major but um you know i think like you said you know even the land seemed to rebel from that overwork yeah and I, I think, and, th- and this is a, a will trying to interpret what I know about the Bible, not like thus saith the Lord here, but uh, I think the Lord did that to model to us that you do need rest. And, you know, the Sabbath through the Old Testament, New Testament, and even should have been to today, probably you could say was to a great extent, at least to our grandparents' generation and maybe their parents was a day that was for rest and it was like to you know for your body to rest for your soul to rest but it was a day to give praise to god to take time aside you know for the the christian southern baptist you know most evangelical beliefs that's the day we worship on and so we take a break worship god thank him for everything he's given us and dedicate that day to him and kind of reset you know dj our, our pastor talks about that you know like you're here sunday morning you're resetting you're priming you know you're you're not supposed to use the sermon on sunday mornings as this is all the god i get for the week and then i go out into the you know the hard secular world out there and i'm just running low all week and i have to come back next sunday and get recharged you should be worshiping all week but i think that's the that's the idea i just wanted to kind of give there that this isn't a random thing where God's like you know I'm tired I'm gonna take a break but I think what we see in the Bible is God just wanted to model to us that humans need a break Mm. that that we are we are weak and like you say if we push ourselves you know we're gonna get stressed out and specifically in times of grief if you push yourself seven days a week you're you know working Monday through Friday maybe you're even working on Saturday you're doing all your chores on Sunday you're just running go 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 you don't get a chance to stop and rest i think you're gonna see just like 
the example you gave from the Middle Ages, you're going to burn out, you're going to get sick, you're going to, you know, ruin relationships you have because you're not taking time to enjoy those relationships. And, you know, I just think, to me, that seems like it's a pretty, pretty crucial idea maybe that we miss a lot of times in our culture because of the, the capitalism, like, go and get it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, we think of blue laws and stuff like that as, like, stupid old things that we don't need it's old puritan laws where you couldn't buy alcohol on sundays and you know certain things you couldn't do on sundays and we've kind of gotten rid of most of that because we're modern now we don't need that but uh, i don't i didn't want to derail us too much but just wanted to kind of focus on the importance of of taking that day to rest yeah i'm with you and and it's, it's crucial you know and i read a book a few well gosh it was several years ago now but it was the book was on high achievers and one thing that it mentioned was that those that are that we look at in industry or athletics that's what it was focusing on so like high performing CEOs high performing athletes Mm -hmm. it the whole premise of the book was that they take their time to rest like when it's time to work they work hard but then they also build in times of rest into their schedule like for even daily like as far as taking a 15 minute nap in the middle of the day to you know recharge and then um, obviously taking vacations and you know taking time throughout the week to get away so it's it, it's not that always pushing is the best thing like we push when it's time to push but we gotta we gotta step back and rest too and mm-hmm. Um, again, especially when we're going through a situation like we're talking about on this podcast, you're talking about the loss of a child, or um, I mean, my goodness, like what what is more stressful than that? Mm-hmm. And so we got to make sure that we're building into our lives that time to re to recharge and to to take a step back. And uh, we'll get into this a little bit more later, but also make sure our wives are doing the same thing mm-hmm. because we don't want to just be like, oh, hey, honey, I need my break. You mm-hmm. keep doing your thing. You keep pushing forward. I got to go recharge. That's mm-hmm. that's not that's not taking care of her, and so mm-hmm. we're going to make sure that we work on that as well. So, a couple of scriptures we got along alongside this uh, topic here, just to reiterate the point that even even Jesus, okay, God in the flesh, because he was in the flesh, he was we believe he's a hundred percent fully God and a hundred percent fully man at the same time. That's really something that kind of blows your mind. Certainly does mine. Um, but he exhibited this same pattern in his life when he was here on earth. And so one of the scriptures is Matthew 14, 22 through 23. And it says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side of the lake while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. So this is a story after Jesus said, uh, maybe even after he had like had the miracle of loaves and fishes or I something, I think yeah. that's what it was. So he had been teaching and preaching all day, and then he, you know, fed all these five thousand plus people with this miracle of the bread and the fish, and and then it says he decided, man, I gotta, I gotta have some time to myself, right? So he sent his buddies on across the lake, and then he went up to a mountainside to pray at the end of the day, and so. We just see there that Jesus needed some time to be alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and after he did this huge ministry, right, this day of ministry, he went 
and was like, okay, now it's time to refill my bucket, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's something that um, that we do. Will, what's an example maybe that you've seen in your life where you've done that before or, or felt the need to do it and maybe mm-hmm. you didn't do it? Yeah, I mean, gosh, it's hard to find one particular example, but, you know, I feel like you, I don't know, I mean, I guess before you go on like a mission trip is one thing for okay. me. Yeah. You, you're kind of doing your I've been on a few mission trips in my life or I've been on several uh, mission trips and well not a lot when I was younger when I wasn't a Christian it was just kind of like the church thing to do uh, gotcha. but since I became a Christian I've gone on some too and I think the moments that I remember from that you know mission trips aren't about rest they are about about working and you know, doing evangelism and, and helping people and you know whatever the particular focus is of that trip but I feel like you know, when you're working full time, you're, you're doing life, you know, whatever your situation is, you're just in that mode, you know, you're not thinking, I got to stop, take time and encourage the people around me. You're not thinking, you know, like my client came in and just talked about her best friend died. And so she's, you know, she's broken and like, I might need to take an extra five minutes and, and pray with her. And then, you know, pray, pray myself afterwards and kind of build myself up and make sure I, I, mm. I'm strong in the Lord so I can encourage someone going through something and then you go on that mission trip and you know you're all psyched up for it you're ready you prayed yourself up and you just try to pour out you know I've been on mission trips where it is like an evangelism focus and I've been on mission trips where it's a service focus you know where you're going to to serve a population so that they will listen to the missionaries later that are there full time and I always feel like kind of in the middle of that you know, if it's a week long trip or whatever, like that third, fourth day, I always feel like I'm worn out from doing, you know, the ministry constantly, but I'm also less, I don't know, I was going to say something better than less tired, but I'm less tired. You know, like I feel recharged because there's, you know, I guess that balance between like body rest and spirit, soul rest that you can pour yourself out 16 hours a day in hard work, but if you're on a mission trip like that and you're praying, you're around other believers, you're, you know, you're reading the Bible together, you're doing a you know a quiet time or some sort of study while you're there, you're building yourself up at the same time as you're pouring yourself out. And I just feel like those are the times of my life where I have felt like I'm exhausted. I do need to take a break, but at the same time, you're you're seeing you know full-time ministry for for people you know you and i that are they're working outside of the full-time ministry we get a chance to encourage coworkers and clients and stuff like that but for me you get a break for your normal life and you get into a mission trip and it feels like you're simultaneously exhausted but you have more energy than you ever had before because of the soul being built up and you know really seeing yourself and and doing ministry so I don't know that I answered your question necessarily but you know yeah. I think that's a it's a time in my life when I'm you know I felt exhausted but I think through the strength of the Holy Spirit you can carry on and do the, the right thing and doing the work of the Lord and you know I think I think Jesus models that too you know like you just said you know if he's he's fed the 5,000 you know he He's healed, given sight to the blind, you know, given hearing to the deaf, and he's his 
physical body is tired. Like we see, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he is tired. He's praying. He's agonizing over this prayer, knowing what he's about to do and, and going and being scourged and crucified. But he's pulling, you know, pouring into himself by praying and spending time with his father. And you know, I, I think that's a model for us that, like, you know, you can rest in prayer and rest in meditation in the Lord. So, yeah. That's good. And I I was thinking of two things right there at the end when you were just talking about that, that um, I've watched, I haven't watched them all, but the the show called The Chosen. Mm. I haven't watched them for a long time. Dude, it's been, it's amazing. I love it. I haven't, again, I've watched, I don't know, a bunch, but not all of them. And one of the episodes was like, it was kind of about the, the disciples were kind of, I don't know, like, frustrated with one another they were getting tired they're getting hungry they're just been you know they've been working hard right mm-hmm. traveling a lot having to set up camp because they don't have a place to stay they're running low on food they're running low on money mm-hmm. and so again obviously there's some what would you call it like uh artistic mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. leniency here to obviously to these stories because they're putting in a lot of extra biblical stuff but it's things that would make sense you know mm-hmm. based on what we read in scripture and so then and Jesus is not, he's not even like, the Jesus character, he's not even in the episode, mm-hmm. like, because they're like, oh, he's he's over there in this tent healing people. And so there's this line that's like a mile mm-hmm. long, like Walmart on Black Friday to get mm-hmm. some TVs, like, waiting to come in and get healed. And so they're fussing and, you know, among themselves and having these arguments. And then um, at the very end of the episode, like as their arguments come to a head and they're about to start like literally coming to blows mm. with one another, just like brothers, you know, getting angry at each mm. other and getting over each other. And Jesus' character comes and, and walks, you know, um, from he's done with the day. Everybody's gone. He's healed everybody mm. for that day. And he comes just like looking like he's been in a 12-round bout with Mike Tyson, you know, just so tired and fatigued, barely walking, you know, his feet are swollen, you know, and red, and um, he just is just super drained, and um, and obviously they're then the kind of the gravity of the situation of them, they're like, man, we've been sitting here arguing about silly stuff, and he's been pouring his life out all day, and, and so a time like that, it was a, just a good reminder that he would have been tired, you know, he would have been fatigued, I mean, what, if we read the story of the him, you know, getting into a boat in the middle of a storm and just passing out asleep mm-hmm. and not even waking up during mm-hmm. the middle of the storm because yeah. he was so tired, right? So he he had to have that time to reset and recharge, and so do we. Mm-hmm. You know, I, last thing I'll say about this topic, we'll move on to the next scripture there, but um, I heard a Dr. Charles Stanley, one of his um, sermons one day on the radio, and he said that years ago he started... At the, after a sermon, he's like, I will go back to my office before I go home. He was like, and I get on my knees and I pray and I give that sermon back to the Lord. Hmm. He's like, and I ask the Lord to fill me up hmm. because I've just poured myself out, you know, emotionally, physically um, for mm-hmm. the past whatever hour, you know, to the people, to his parishioners mm-hmm. on the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's been really life changing for me. He's like, because I would have, he was like, because it, 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 it again, it rejuvenates me. He was like, but also, he was like, it helps me remember that the focus is on the Lord and not on me. Mm-hmm. He was like, because I might come out of that pulpit thinking, I did a great job today. And I might have a lot of people tell me, man, you did a great job today. He was mm-hmm. like, so then it puffs me up with pride. 
he was like, or I might come out of the pulpit thinking, man, I just laid an egg. Mm. I, I did a terrible job. And then I, then I might have my parishioners tell me, man, you did a terrible job. Mm-hmm. Like, you you know, I didn't he, I didn't understand anything you were talking about. That was, a, that was a bomb of a sermon. He was like, and so I have a chance to either be really high or really low. Mm-hmm. He was like, and I don't want either. He was like, because I don't want the focus on me. And I think yeah. we have that opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just, I guess, to segue from one point to the next there, you know, you can tie these together very easily. Like we're, we're just talking about like the importance of being alone. And the next thing is you know, worshiping the Lord. And, you know, I think those two go hand in hand, not that you have to be alone to worship because obviously there's the beauty in corporate worship and, yeah. and coming together as an assembly of believers and you know, honoring God in that. But I think it's obviously very easy, especially in a, in a larger church. We go to a church of, of several thousand members, um, you can just walk in you have so much on your mind you know like sunday mornings at least in our house is always crazy so you you go in you kind of shuffle into church my wife's in the choir so it's me and, and my daughter and it's really hard to center yourself and to calm down you know really focus on worship and to really pour that out to the lord and you know i try when i come in i, I drop bonnie off at, at childcare and i sit and I try to pray, you know, Lord, help me to, you know, my heart to be cleansed of things that aren't necessary right now, and you know, help me to focus on you and to worship you with a, you know, with a full heart, with a thankful heart. Some Sundays that works, and you know, I'm able to really focus. And other Sundays, I'm just, I've got so many things just bombarding me that I really don't feel like I'm worshiping mm. fully. You know, mm-hmm. not that I'm not being honest in it, but I just feel like I'm so distracted, like I'm just singing the words. So all that to say. The importance of worshiping corporately is is big. You know, it's a good thing we need to do, but also in this recharge and rest piece, I think worshiping alone is extremely important because there's no, you know, there's not 16 people besides you who can sing or can't sing who are distracting you. You know, you get a chance to just pour out the Lord your thankfulness for what He's done for you. And, that's and right. I think that's. That's something we need to take the time to do. So yeah, I'll man. Let you take us to the next verse. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we need to we need to have that that time alone to worship. Just and we what we said we said that a million times on this podcast. Daily to quiet time with the Lord, right? Daily time where you're spending time praying and reading the Word. Uh, we talked about the, the the soap method or the camp method, ways that to get into the Word to help you journal through that. And so you know take us up on that do that like having that daily time with the lord is a great way to start your day and also a great way to finish your day you know maybe you're not doing the same you know lengthy devotion in the evening as you are in the morning or vice versa whichever is your time to go but uh you know at at one of those times of the day it might just be like you're reading a short devotion just to kind of get your mind rested you know for the evening or prepared for the day and so um, but yeah, the scripture we took there says Luke four sixteen says he went up to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom. So here we got Jesus, King of the universe, created everything. He is God. People should be coming to him to worship him, but he's actually going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, it says as was his custom. So he understood the importance, and he was modeling that behavior for us. Of now we need that weekly corporate worship because we are made for community mm-hmm. right we're made to 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 pull strength and encouragement from from each other and so that's a part of this it's it's not just hey i'm gonna go you know go into the woods and take a hike on sunday to 
connect with God on my own. Like even Jesus would go to the to the synagogue and worship with his fellow believers. Mm-hmm. So we want to have that time alone with the Lord daily and then weekly. Make sure that we're setting apart time to go spend with Him. Yeah, I mean, I think you see there's, there's several things there, and, and always you know want to be careful of, of not trying to read too much into Scripture that it doesn't say or doesn't directly prescribe. But you know that la- those last four words there, you know, He does this as was His custom. I think tells us that you know we we don't need to be if we're faithful believers we're trying to be like christ we don't need to just show up on sunday mornings when it's convenient like we need to make it our custom make it our routine to go and to just like i said a second ago you know to take part in corporate worship with other believers and that's showing up and and singing together and pouring praise out to the Lord that's listening to a sermon and being built up by the, the pastor that's placed over you and there's also that you know whatever your church's routine is of, of Sunday school or small group or life group or whatever they want to call it whether it's Sunday morning Sunday evening Wednesday nights whatever time I think all of that is worship all that honors the Lord you know and you're deepening your relationship with the Lord and with each other in that that small group setting that you're you know if you've got 50 in a Sunday morning if you've got six in a, in a Sunday night small group I think that's something that you know we may not think of small group as worship but I think that's a part of worshiping the Lord is taking time with other believers to get to know his word so I think that's a that may not be directly what this point's getting to but I, I think that is is also a a means of rest to, yeah, that's to spend time with other believers. Um, you know, maybe there is some study required to come prepared. You know, I know both you and I, Gabe, lead small groups, and you know, sometimes we do ask those who are in our small group to prepare and read a passage, or if we're going through a, a book, you know, to read a chapter or something. But I don't think the intent there is necessarily to ask them to like spend their entire week studying over it and agonizing over it and be like getting prepared for a test. Sure. But the, stu- the the point of that is that they do a little bit of work through the week so that they can come together and discuss. You know, we're going through First John, so we can come together and discuss First John and build each other up in the knowledge that we gleaned over the week of reading that, just so that you know we can rest and worship in the discussion that we have. And, and so, you know, not to sidetrack us, but I think that's an important way that we can you know, help others rest is is to come prepared so that we can have a good discussion and, and not, you know, just sit back and take in those settings. I love it, man. Well, I'll tell you what, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break right now. We've got a couple more points that we're going to bring up on our next episode, which will be just part two of this discussion on the importance of, of taking a break, of resting and recharging. And so I want to thank you all for joining us today on the Lost Boys of Found Fathers podcast. Make sure that you check out my books. Uh, my newest one is called Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. I'm finally remembering the title of it, which is good. That's nice. uh, you can find that on Amazon. Uh, you can find that also on um, barnesandnoble.com. And you can also get that on Apple Books. That'll just be digital that way, but you can find it um, you know, uh, paperback on the other ways as well. And then certainly the first book called Thy Will Be Done. Put a question mark at the end of that. You can find that on Amazon. Uh, shout out to Celsius Drinks right there. Give, give, the, give the camera a little, uh, yeah. 
And shout out to Clemson football. Go yes. Tigers! We're in the middle of football season right now, or at the, just at the beginning. So. And we just lost a bunch of Carolina fans as listeners. <laughs> that is true. But hey, we my love wife, you guys my, too. We don't want right. you to win. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> no. we love you too. <laughs> but yeah. right, we want you to have a great season yeah. until yes. November 26 or whatever that yeah, is. That would be great. Win all the rest of them until that day. Yeah. So thank y'all for joining us. Uh, let's not be lost. Let's be found in Him.